And then Chris got to talk to Mickey Mouse like Mickey Mouse. Oh, boy. Gee, thanks for coming by my park today. It was great. <laughs> and the, when the manager was there and he's like, oh, my gosh, it's actually one of the best that we've heard. And now. Aye, <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California. This sounds great. You sound amazing. I always sound amazing. It's the world famous. Everybody sit off like BFS. Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How are you doing today? You know, thank you so much for listening. And I am Chris. And I'm Christine. And welcome to episode 137 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do, 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 do. Oh, boy. And fantastic. That was like a half Mickey. You were like, oh, oh, you stopped yourself. You're like, oh, oh, boy. I know. You're just so tired and sick and tired of Mickey Mouse by now, I think. I know. Mickey can, you know, stick it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today on this episode of the Chris and Christine Show, we are going to go over our entire vacation recap from the last couple weeks. But before we get into... That sounds so exhilarating. We're going to go through a vacation recap. We are going to let you in on all of the fantastic adventures we've been having over the last couple of weeks. That is enticing to people. Hashtag what she just said, really. Yeah. Hashtag what she said. But before we get into all that fun, fantastic adventure, uh, know that Christine actually was not feeling that well. So uh, how are you today? What happened, babe? Uh, well, I got COVID from Disney World. No. So, so uh, well, actually, I got COVID. It wasn't my fault, I swear. <laughs> I got COVID from the kids who got it at Disney World. And so um, I've been on the recovery train for the last week. And so... You may still hear a little crackle or hear me take some deep breaths. It's because I'm on the tail end of it, but doing much better. Thank you to everybody. Oh, well, I'm glad. So glad to see you up and alive and not being so bedridden. And I was kind of worried about you, babe. You know, you're in bed and you weren't feeling well. And I you were? To, I you did to, like two things for me the whole time I was sick. And those two things are very important, by the way. Yes. You got me NyQuil and you microwaved one bowl of soup for me over the course of the six days that I was sick. Chef Boyardee, here you go. Ever, otherwise, I had to fend for myself for every other meal. I was such a good nurse to you. And you, you are were, very good. And you were like loud when you came in in the middle of the night. And I was like, huh? Like I was supposed to get the quarantine bedroom and like have it to myself while you sleep on the couch and everything. And you were just like, I'm not sleeping there. I'm staying in the bed. And if I get sick, so be it. Hey, speaking of that, how is it possible that you got COVID, the kids, both of them contracted COVID, and yet I was with everybody and sleeping with you nonstop, and I didn't get anything? Well, neither did Zeke. You guys were the last two to have COVID in like January. So I'm wondering if you still have some immunity in your system that kind of kept you from getting sick. And the littles have never had it. So, you know, we went almost three years before they got it, but they got it. Oh, man. Well, you know, what are you going to do? So you're feeling better now. So here we are. Yeah, I'm on the mend and going to be getting back to work on Monday. I was unexpected to have another week off of work, but I pretty much slept. I was like a little sloth the last week. It was like I would wake up, well, at least at the beginning of the week, once I got a diagnosis, I would like wake up and then I would just sleep. Like the first couple of days, I just slept for hours and hours and hours. I could and not, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know? could not get enough sleep. It was like hydration and sleep. But when I turned a corner 
is when I finally got the um, monoclonal antibody injection. Ooh, which, I heard about that. Yeah, and it really definitely helped me. I know that they say that on the newer strains, it's not as effective, but I can tell you for me personally, it took like one full day and then that stuff really started to kick in and my body started to fight against the virus differently. And I really turned a corner after that. And I, I'm so thankful for that, that I was able to get that. Now, there wasn't any side effects from it, say, like, maybe, I mean, no Comic-Cons in week this, you know, going on right now, but, like, did you have, like, x-ray vision or maybe, like, can you move things with your mind or, you know, cool things like that? Um. Well, no. I mean, I think the extent of my special powers was to delay podcasting for a day. <laughs> and that was, like, that's, like, beyond x-ray vision. That was, like... Man, it was like moving the Empire State Building that I got an extra day off because you were like, dude, we've already gone two weeks without podcasting. You are such a like crack the whip kind of person. I, you know, I try to be very gentle and (laughs) (laughs) I'm supposed to be a very meager and mild boss when it comes to the podcasting. Boss. Bossy. I'm the manager of the podcast Very world. first thing this morning. Actually, yesterday. Hey, babe. I mean, I don't want to push you or anything, but are we going to podcast this weekend? And then like all day today. When are we going to podcast? Are we going to podcast? Are we going to podcast? And I told you, yes, we would do it today. Well, so I'm keeping my promise to you. Well, thank you. And thank you for joining us and listening to our fantastic episode of all about the Disney Florida vacation. Yeah. Well, we've been back for a week now, a week and a day. But in that week and a day since we've been back, what have you been doing since you've been back to the regular day to day? Well, first off, jet lag kicks my butt, by the way. It kicked my butt on the way over there and it kicked my butt on the way back. Okay. But jet lag for you is different than just being sleepy. It's like... It really affects your mood. I think you have yeah. a disorder. I think you well, are yeah, it's like called, it's called jet lag. I think it's called being a lagger. Oh, uh, like sure. you're lagging. Yeah, my body lags. It's like uh, <laughs> and you know your attitude. You, it's like when you think like, hey, you know when you're dreaming, like I dreamt I went to work, but yet you're still in bed, and mm-hmm. you're like, I thought I already did that today. <laughs> But you dreamt you did it. It's like me with my body when I travel. Mm-hmm. Like my mind's already over there, but my body's like playing catch up. It's so like, your mind is like, I thought I was being positive, and your body was like, I was just a complete blank, blank, blank to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what I have been doing is struggling to go back to work and get readjusted to the work schedule and uh, just everything, you know, because you've been on vacation. Coming back from vacation is always hard for anybody, really, especially me. You know, I, I love vacation, but I hate traveling that much. What? Why do you think that is that it's hard for you to get back to work when you hate traveling? I think because I get used to when you're on vacation, for one, you don't have to really worry about schedules as much. I mean, you kind of do with oh, a vacation. Well, our, our vacation, we did, yeah. But a normal vacation, you uh, if you're just staying home doing nothing, which is almost like being unemployed, I guess. Uh, that's a different story, but you almost feel like you don't have to worry so much about having to go to work or having to leave at a certain time or, you know, when you go to work, you got to focus on work and your work stuff and not worry about other things. And, you know, less about you, more about work. Uh, when you're on vacation, it all goes out the window. It's all free for all. It's like, it's like today, sleeping in till noon, you know? Well, yes. I mean, we didn't sleep in till noon, but it was nice this weekend. We are kid free and we did definitely take advantage of it with sleeping in. Although last night, I did not get to sleep very much because Snore Baby across from me was like... Who could possibly be oh that? Oh my gosh, it sounded like you were like, 
I don't know, sawing down an entire forest. I was dreaming about a uh, motorcycle. <laughs> Must have been like a gang of motorcycles because <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> Uh, but you got back to work this week, and how was that going for you? You know, it's a struggle, you know, getting used to everything, and um, it's okay. You know, work wasn't too bad. I did have to go do my physical test at the doctor's office, which took forever for some reason. Don't make an appointment. What's the point of having an appointment? They don't even serve appointments in order. They just get skip you. And Were they like 20 minutes late or something? Because for you, 20 minutes is like a lifetime. Uh, let's just say I had a 2 o'clock appointment, mm -hmm. and I didn't leave the doctor's to actually leave the place. Till 6.30. No. I mean, it was 6. 6 o'clock. No, yeah. you're kidding. No, seriously. How long were you actually in with the doctor? Like two hours? Uh, no, by the time I got to the doctor, he was like, they're always apologizing for being so late. Uh -huh. And they basically just went through it. Check, check, check. You look great to me. Check, check. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. It was so like pencil whipped it, you know? Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you the story. It's on that same same topic. One time I had to go to a specialist when I lived back in Fresno, uh, an endocrinologist there for my thyroid. And I was sitting in the room for like ever. It was taking forever for this doctor to come and see me. And then I hear everybody outside like saying goodbye to each other at the end of the evening. Like who's saying goodbye? Like the doctors? Or the saying? doctor, the medical assistants, everything like that. And I opened the door and I was like, hey, um, I'm still here waiting to be seen. I've been sitting here for two and a half hours. They had forgotten to put the sign out that I was no waiting way. to see the doctor and he was about ready to leave and he no finally way. had to like double back in and they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And it was like 30 minutes after they closed and I was still sitting there. It no was like way. the worst. What, what happened if they lock you in? Like close the doors, lock you I don't know. I don't know how I would get out. Was like, there a movie about that? Uh, I don't know. But th like that made me think of your story because... That was a long time that you had to wait. Oh, I know. I but wait. did you at least get paid for all of that? Yes, I did. That 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 actually softened the blow a little bit, you know. And uh, but I was in there using my phone, and I was watching on the TV going there. There was it was uh, what channel was it? It was whatever channel it was. It was playing all like the Fast and Furious movies. Oh yeah. It was like one of them, and then the one right after. So I was watching a little bit of that, playing on my phone, watching that going back and forth. And then they finally take me in to draw my vitals and stuff. And they said, "Okay, we'll go back out in the waiting room and wait for the doctor, and we'll come back." And you know, and that a lot of back and forth of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, in the back room waiting in the little rooms they've got. And I'm waiting in there. No TV, just the, my mm -hmm. phone. And I'm watching my phone and stuff. And the doctor finally comes in and does his thing. But by that time that happened, it was super late. My boss texted me. He's like, hey, are you um, all done? I said, I'm still waiting for the doctor. What? What do you mean? I said, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, so. Well, that's crazy. Do they have to do a drug test on you when you go in for those things? That one they did not, which, which was funny, though, is that I had to use the restroom, go number one, real bad. So I get there and the nurse, for, first thing she does, is calls me back. And I say, hey, do we need to take a urine sample at all for anything? Uh, let me look. Oh, yeah. We, not for a drug test, but for some kind of like, um, what is it, cholesterol or not cholesterol? The, uh, yeah, they check for diabetes. Like, yeah, for, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I said, we do that first because I got to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> so we did that first thing we did was that. So That's funny. I remember doing that for my physical when I got my job and I had never actually had a drug test done before. And <laughs> it was a friend of mine from high school that was actually the tech. And he's like, don't flush the toilet after you go to the bathroom. Oh, right, and I was yeah. like, what? That's so weird. I don't want you to see my... You know, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you go number two or what are you no, doing? No, no, no. But you, still, When anyways. you said drug test, you never did a drug test before. First thing I thought of is you get like your pencil out. Click, click. Let's <laughs> 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 Where's the exam at? I can fill this out. 
Well, I'm glad that you got that handled. Do you have anything left from that that you have to handle this upcoming week? Yeah. In fact, I have to take all the results from the doctor and take it to the DMV and drop it off. Why is that? Tomorrow. Well, they got to like renew my license. They got to put the information on my driver's license that I've been uh, not only am I renewed the license, I renewed my medical. So basically saying I'm cleared from the doctor to drive the truck. Is that to make sure that you don't have like a heart attack while you're driving a big rig and yeah, stuff like that? Because yeah. I thought they only did like vision and hearing stuff. Well, they do that too. You know, basic stuff like that. But I didn't so. know like on your license, does it say like you're healthy? Check. Um, no, I don't think it says that, but I do know that if you have any conditions, medical conditions at all, when you do do your medical DOT physical, is that you may have to do it every year. There What's may, DOT mean? Uh, uh, Dead on no, transit? Uh, uh, Department of Transportation. Oh. <laughs> be all you here. were like, when you get it in DOT, and I'm like, what's a DOT physical? Like, making sure that you're not dead on so, so anybody who drives a commercial vehicle, has a commercial license of any kind, has to do a physical. I'm sure the same thing for airlines. If you're an airline pilot, I'm sure you got to do the commercial airlines have to have yeah. physicals for that. for the Because you don't want the pilot fainting at the wheel or anything like that. Yeah. I was always wondering, like, could they, they, the big they, you know, Uncle Sam or whatever, put like medical monitors on pilots and drivers to make sure that you're not like having a heart attack in the middle of driving so they could get you help like wouldn't that be cool yeah but at that point what would they do like say you have a heart attack at the wheel they know you have a heart attack in the wheel now you're crashing the vehicle what but then they know it's your fault versus somebody else's look they investigate they got got (laughs) investigators everybody's got like you see insurance companies my goodness they got tons of investigators all or if they like saw your heart rate getting to like a certain pattern that they could like pump on the brakes for you and have you like automatically pull over to the sides like fit, uh, no more ability to operate danger to operate that would be really well they're trying to push those uh driverless trucks it's like the driverless cars they were trying to push well that's dumb they were trying to push those i don't know where it went with that but uh it seems like those always seem to have accidents but i think too. it would be like super smart if you were if you had a health condition that you have like some control system where you have to be monitored and if your health is like not good or if they're noticing irregular heartbeats or something like that, that it's like you need to take a break, pull over to this. Well, side. that's why those who have uh, just borderline problems have to either be on get medication approved by the doctor and they have to get physicals done every year. Interesting. I'm on the two year plan, which is like the basic one. So you're like the almost like almost bad category uh no the the bad category would be the one year we have to watch you and you're like borderline you can't drive does anybody get like a four year no two years the one they oh see i thought it was like somebody's on a four year and you're on like the two year you're on probation (laughs) no not yet probationary not yet are you sure yeah i'm pretty sure all right you passed with your vision and everything? Barely, yeah. How about bar- your hearing? Because I would like to say that you have selective hearing. Uh, I do, but I heard her just fine. <laughs> oh, it was a, a woman testing you? Of I was surprised course. that they didn't give you a man to test you because then you'd like hear everything. If it's a woman, you'd be like, huh, what was that, sweetheart? What? Sugar pie? Sugar pie. <laughs> sugar pie. I didn't drop any sugar pies or plums or sweeties or uh, sugar plum you or whatever. You didn't ask anybody to go get you coffee? I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But they didn't have a Starbucks nearby. So. Oh, well, I'm glad that you got that all handled. I know that that was a big stressor for you. And so work's been going good for you. Yeah, not too bad. You know, I mean, we'll see how it goes every day. It's a new day at work. Something totally different. You don't know what you're doing. 
uh, which can stress you out. You know, yeah. I'm pretty, I like to be consistent with my stuff, you know, yeah. pretty much the uh, same thing. I'm kind of boring that way. Same thing every you day. You do with- like predictability. Well, you know, for my work, we are starting the new year. So for us, we start July 1 is the new contract year. So I'm on my new contract and our new work schedule has started, which means that I will have to start reporting to work every Monday and then I'll work remotely the remaining four days of the week. So I won't go in tomorrow, but I will the following Monday. Um, but this week, I actually have my first work trip since COVID started. No way. Speaking of trips, man, you got to get flyer driving. I'm going to be driving and I am going to be working overnight in Palm Springs in no. the middle of summer. Oh, it's hot there. It's so hot. It's like 117. But it's not a, it's, it's different hot than it was when we were in Florida. Yeah, it's like a dry heat, but I haven't been to Palm Springs since I was like eight years old. And I didn't know that we are only like two two hours and 15 minutes away from there. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. We used to go to all the time. It, uh, remember, uh, if you go out there, you'll see all kinds of uh, um, windmills. Like, like the solar? No, like... Or like wind turbines? Yes. You'll see like thousands and thousands. of big valley. It's like... Well, actually, they start putting a bunch out here too. But out by Palm Springs, that's one iconic thing you think about when you go to Palm Springs. On, I think it's the 10 freeway. There's like thousands of these uh, windmills. So it was going to direct me to go up the 15 and out like Riverside area. I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting drive. But yeah, I'm driving there on Wednesday. I'm going to be working there... Um, I'm going to be presenting one of our districts is having a retreat out there, a leadership retreat, and they've asked for myself and a couple of my colleagues to go and present. And so they are covering our accommodations. And so um, going out there the night before, I'm going to meet with their team, have dinner with them, relax, get up in the next morning and then work for that af- that day, that morning and afternoon. And then I'll drive home. So Ooh, a little exciting. getaway. Yeah, a little getaway. That's great. Yeah, in the heat. Now, I wonder when you go out to Palm Springs and you're at these resorts and they have pools, it's so hot outside. Are the pools like bath water or can they keep them cold? Um, I wouldn't mean by cold. Like cool. You know, like when you go swimming in a pool, if you... I don't know, when I get into a warm pool, when it almost feels like it's been heated because it's been so hot outside, it doesn't feel refreshing. Well, those it's like probably actually were, Those probably actually were heated. To actually heat a pool... Um, but if it's like 115 outside, don't you think that it would bring up the temperature of the pool to be like 80? That would be gross. It's like bathing in warm milk. I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, no. maybe I'll test it out. I don't know. I'm always nervous to like go into the pool when I'm on a work thing because I don't want like people that I work with or that I'm leading see me in a bathing suit. It just seems awkward, like not professional. But gosh, I'm going all the way out to this that's resort all, destination. That's all I imagine work trips are like. I thought they all you guys do is go out on these pools and hang out by the pool all day. Oh, no. That's, at least it was in Nobody the gets in their bathing suits with each other. I mean, maybe like corporate you people. You know what's funny? You pack your work bag to go out on a on actual, do you want a work trip and you pack your bathing suit with you? It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, would I sneak down and like slide into the pool and be like, don't, nothing happened in here. Don't look at me. You know, speaking of which, I didn't even get into the pool, did I, on our vacation? No, we did not. And we were going to talk all about our vacation, our fantastic trip of the vacation week here at the old Chris and Christine household when we get back right after this. If you love music and podcasting, now you can have both. Introducing the brand new K2 radio station, available 24-7 on the Live 365 app for free. Specializing in rock and alternative music, we're talking bands like Coldplay, Nirvana, Muse, 
Imagine Dragons, and yes, even the Rolling Stones. They have all stopped by to drop off songs, and we even have brand new popular tracks added every single day. Also on the free K2 radio station, we are including podcasting. Get the best of both worlds. Download the free Live 365 app or listen online at live365.com and type in K2 Radio. Are you in the middle of wedding planning and feeling overwhelmed? There's no need to fret, my friend. Christine Smith Designs is here to rescue you. Offering wedding planning, coordination, and wedding floral design services, let us help relieve your stress and make your wedding day dreams a reality. Visit us at christinesmithdesigns.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E smithdesigns.com and request a free consultation. You'll be so glad you did. And welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to kick off this next segment because we are going to do something that our kids love and we love to do every year, and that is sharing with you our fabulous family vacation from this summer. Now, this is our third annual vacation, but it is our first time flying to go on a vacation. With all of us. With and, all of us. And I think it was the very first time that the little kids, Jacob and Mason, actually flew this far away. That's the first time they've actually been in a place where they're on a different time zone. Yeah. Other than, well, they went on a cruise. No, but that, flown to a place where it's a different time zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Absolutely. So, Chris, what are you going to call this segment? You said you were calling it what? Uh, fantastic vacation. Eight days of fun. Eight days of fun. <laughs> eight days of fun. <laughs> like eight crazy days. Yeah. Eight crazy days of summer for sure. Because uh, let's just say we've talked about this, you and I, since we came back. And while it was a quote unquote vacation for parents traveling with children and going like planes, trains, automobiles, literally all three, it's more of a trip. Don't forget the boats too. Yeah. Planes, boats, trains, automobiles. And, and walking. We've, we, I think we used every mode of transportation there is. And Basically. Tr- we have, yeah. Yeah, totally. And we're going to talk more about it uh, as we're getting into our rundown on our vacation. But buckle up, buttercup, because we are going to go through Ooh. all of the highs, the lows, and all of the in-betweens of our fantastic Florida family vacation. So the gist of it all was, was the plan was we were going to fly from San Diego on a Saturday all the way out to Florida, which is on the other side of the country. And then we're going to do Miami stuff, uh, Disney World stuff, then fly back. But Christine told me that the flight left Saturday morning early right yeah. so we had to leave the air, leave here to go to the airport early on saturday morning which sounds okay unfortunately i had to work friday night no you didn't i didn't you worked thursday night okay let me say let me, let me go back now on friday night i usually work on friday night so christine asked me about a couple weeks in advance can you please see if you can take off friday it was two months in advance for the record was it yes Are i said sure? two months in advance because i know how you travel for the record everybody chris is a horrible traveler. Get like out of here. The crinkiest old man you will ever meet on the face of the planet. Every time we get ready to go, every time we get ready to go on a trip, he blows up or has a meltdown right before we go. Um, every single trip that we've gone on, he's tried to cancel it within the couple of hours before. That was only one time. No, honey, it's been three times. One time? Three what times. Happens, okay, what what, t- what one time do you remember? I don't know. I remember Vegas. I remember Zion. I remember Yosemite. I remember, uh, oh, that one wedding that we had to go to. It's every time. The wedding we had to go to. Huh? Yeah, the one where you're, you know you couldn't log into your computer. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. I can type in the wrong password. In. Yes. What a what dummy. Doing that. Yeah, but <laughs> so knowing that getting you to wake up and get out the door and be at the airport by 8.30 a.m. having to work the night before was not a possibility. I said to you, Chris, I need you to get the night before we leave off so that you weren't stressing us out. Thankfully, I did. I got the day off. So Thursday was my last day at work. So I was off all day Friday, which we used that day to pretty much just get everything ready and get prepared for the trip, which is packing. We, and We oh. used the day to get you ready. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had already packed the kids days in advance. Their, their carry-ons were downstairs ready to go. You know what? Our kids are really good about listening to me when it's time to prep for vacation the one person yeah. that doesn't listen oh, yeah? and waits till the last minute oh, who could that be? is the biggest kid out of all of them. Lord <laughs> um, Christopher himself. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I like when I pack for vacation, I usually just pack the day of. That way, it's a theory of mine. It's like, hey, I'm going to wear these clothes tonight. I'm going to get everything ready tonight. So in the morning, when it's time to leave, I throw it all in the suitcase. And I am the opposite where I'm like, I pack everything that I need except for like the last two or three things. And that way, I don't have to worry. And then I'll just like wash like the two or three outfits that I had been wearing a couple of days prior over and over again so that I don't have to unpack anything. And I go into like... I call them the second tier underwear, like the ones, not my favorite. Gross. <laughs> no. It's like the ones that I don't wear as often that, you know, different designs and stuff like that so that I preserve all of the comfy clothes and the most appropriate for traveling in the suitcase. And the kids and I were packed for several days prior. So Friday, we set a deadline for you, Chris, that you had to be packed with everything downstairs, no exceptions by 5 p.m., right? And I pulled that off because I'm awesome that way. Yeah. You know? And the reason why we pulled up, we had set a time for that day was because when Ezekiel was here, he wanted to go have everybody go check out his favorite new movie he saw, which was the Elvis movie. Is, yeah. it called, is it called Elvis or something? Yeah, it's called Elvis. So we went to the theater, all of us, mm-hmm. and we saw the Elvis movie. Well, all of us minus Clover and Pumpkin, but yeah. But they're pets. They <laughs> so we went to see the Elvis movie, and it was really great. It gave me a completely different perspective of Elvis, and it was a great way to kick off our vacation, you know, just kind of settling in and getting us all to the movies. I think we just had popcorn for dinner that night and then we came home and everybody went to bed. We had to get to bed because we knew we had to get up early to make sure we were all ready to go to the airport. What time we leave the airport? It was at uh, we, 8 a.m.? We loaded the car by 7.45 and I said to everybody, we are pulling out of the driveway at 8 a.m. on the dot, no exceptions. Yeah, if you want to be, if you want to go on this trip, you better be there at 8 a.m. Yeah, so what's funny is the kids were in the car ready to go. They helped me load everything up and then we're sitting there in the car and the only one missing is you what <laughs> where, was I? where like, was I uh exactly that is a great question you were like oh i just want to do this thing i want to do this well that's the thing if i'm gonna be gone for such a long time like we're gone like you know a week and a half or whatever it was i want to make sure that everything was locked up the lights are off uh, the coffee pots put away the oven's off but you, you know, on your water's phone. not leaking. Uh, make sure my Twitter is all handled. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Twitter and Instagram was the bane of my existence on this vacation. But we got into the car. We got to the parking garage and we were able to park the car, get everything unloaded. And we got ourselves to the airport through security. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, 
Well, fortunately, we got there early because I kept saying we needed to get there a full two hours early. And most people are like, ah, I'll just get there an hour ahead. It's domestic. But it's peak travel season. There's delays everywhere. And what I knew is the kids and I had TSA pre-check. Unfortunately, you did not. And now, you were going to have to wait in the big Is TSA pre-check like first class or something? Um, No, it's just I've gone through the screening process to get cleared and they've done my background check and everything like that. So when I travel with minors and I buy their tickets, then they go through TSA pre-check with me. They just won't automatically give it to another adult. But they don't have to pay for it. Only you got to pay for it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I had to go through the regular like commonwealth, the common line, you know, all the, <laughs> all the peasants, you know, we had to go through our regular TSA checkpoint where they get the dogs out and the rubber gloves. And you got to go through like the <laughs> rubber uh, gloves. You got like the red carpet laid out for you. Like, hello, come on through, Christine, your TSA pre-check. It's come on in. Can we get you some wine, Christine? Can we get you some grapes, Miss Christine? Christine. And you come right on in. Did they carry you on like the chair? Like the it was king- a chariot. <laughs> Jerry, yeah, you come through there. They like parted the seas for me. But when we got there, the kids and I made it through rather quickly. But for you, it took you quite a long time to get through security. Oh, there was a long line of people. You know, what's funny is you told me these new machines, you don't have to take your laptops out of the bag, mm-hmm. but you still need to take your shoes off, I believe. Yeah, just your shoes. But I went through there. So I was talking to the girl next to me about that. And she's like, do you take this off? And I said, I don't know. I mean, what's the hold up? And the funny thing is, you know, you go through a couple stages. The first stage you go through, you get to the guy, you show him your ticket and your ID, right? And he's automatically like declined two people in front of me. And he t- he's like a couple in front of me. They're arguing like, oh, our passport, our ticket's not, something's not right. I don't know what. And he sent them away. And I'm like, as I go to him next, he's like, I sure want to go to me. And uh, pause here because you are the most nervous traveler on the face of the planet going through security. Oh, anyways. I totally am. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I'm the person on that show, Locked Up Abroad, <laughs> who's got like five pounds of, uh, of cocaine in his backpack. Oh my gosh. And he's like going through sweating bullets or he's got it strapped to his dick. Yeah, that's what I feel like, like going through. Uh, <laughs> you almost said something inappropriate there. But so you get up to the guy and then what I'm do you already, say? I'm already nervous. You know, I'm like, hey, um, I'm like, I, he said, I've already, you know, sent two people away. Are you sure you want to go through me? Uh, like almost like a joke. I said, eh, whatever. I'm nothing to worry about. You know, as long as you do your job right, we shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> and he scans it. Everything looks great. Because I got the, uh, I don't know the TSA pre-check, but I, I do have the other thing in my license. What's it called? It's the- um, The real ID. The, the real ID. My ID is real. And I was looking at it up. What does that even mean? It means nothing. It, it means, means totally real. nothing. It means nothing. It's all, you know, it's a little sticker on there. It means there's no. There's like a hologram, a little hologram thing on it. On the right corner. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you get the free drinks. I tried that. It doesn't mean you get, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, automatic. State of California, first round's on us. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't get anything, any perks at the airport. Like, hey, uh, can I get a free meal or something? No, you get nothing. So anyways, I go through there, meet with you guys at the gate, and we finally get on the uh, the airplane, and we get ready to roll. Yeah, and so our first stop was at um, – what city was it? It was Dallas. It was right? Dallas. We did have a layover. Both directions we had a layover. So we had one Same layover. Same place, though. Yeah, Dallas International Airport. So we landed Dallas. But it was a longer layover than a normal layover. It was like two yeah. hours. No, it was a four hour layover. Four because, hours. Because our other flight kept getting delayed later and later. Um, so one of the things that I'd done, I told Chris ahead of time, but um, I hadn't told the kids is that I'd purchased passes for us to go to the Admirals Club Lounge because we were flying America Air- American Airlines. And for, I think it's $58 per adult, you can get access to the Admirals Lounge, which is reserved typically for 
their first class passengers or people that have a subscription to the Admiral's Lounge. And so with each adult, you can get up to three kids in with you for free. Now, do I count as an adult or a kid? Yeah, I had to purchase a separate one for you. So I, I purchased a ticket for you and one for me. And so Dallas is the hub for American Airlines. Um, I think it's I think it's the national hub for American Airlines. And so when we landed, there was like American Airlines planes everywhere. So I knew that at this specific airport, because I'd done my research before I bought the tickets, that they had an Admiral's Lounge in every single one of the terminals. And so I knew that this would be worth our wait. Because So for those who don't know, what is Admiral's Lounge? So what it is, it, you have to go through like a check-in process. And then we went up an elevator and there's this huge, I mean, it's, it's a lounge. Like there's comfortable chairs and couches. There's even recliners. They have um, free coffee and sodas and snacks. And they had some hot foods. They have a bar with complimentary, certain types of beers and wines are complimentary. And then you I can, didn't know yet. I didn't know they were free because I was like, see them like, are those free? <laughs> I don't know. But they're giving out uh, snacks and stuff, like you said, and drinks. And the kids were loading up on the soda machine and all that stuff. Yeah. And then there was really nice restrooms up there where you can change and you can freshen up. So in the ladies lounge, there was showers if you wanted to shower. There's a uh, They had showers? Yeah. There was a business center. Um, oh, I hit that place up. Yeah. And so it's a, like it's a pretty large area because it's on the second floor. So it spans a good size of the terminal. And it just gave us an opportunity to you know be comfortable. The kids could sit and play on their devices and charge everything. You could do podcasting stuff. I found the quiet zone. It literally said quiet zone, no cell phones allowed. And they had recliners with footrests. And I totally fell asleep. I'm sure I was snoring loud. Oh, that is great. Now, that's all better than sitting in those god awful like terminal chairs next to the, uh, you know, in the terminal where all the chairs are at, you know, the yeah, basic sitting area. Totally. Because they had couches without the like the dividers in between. They had coffee tables. They had sports. The t- kids were watching TV up there. And um, they had like this almost like a stir fry kind of um, Asian meal that we had rice and everybody was eating food and they had homemade guacamole. It was so great. Oh, that guacamole was great. They had a guacamole maker right there in front of you. Ask you how you want your guacamole. He uh, diced and sliced and did his thing and then he gave you the chips and it was great. And so for us, because it was right around dinner time, it just seemed like it was a really good use of our funds because we budgeted a certain amount for dinner. And for lunch, but because we've been traveling, I was like, well, the kids are going to need a place to be able to unwind a little bit. I don't want them running up and down the terminal. <laughs> yeah, and, he wants that, right? And I knew we were going to be tired and we'd want a little bit more comfortable place to relax. And it gave all of us a safe place to spread out. And we knew that the kids weren't just randomly wandering around all of these strangers in the middle of the terminal. So they could go and get themselves a drink and come back. And we knew that it was kind of like a protected area. And so it felt nice to have that couple of hours to decompress before we had to get on the last leg. And before we knew it, we had to board the plane because I was working on my computer. Uh, I brought this computer with me and I wish I never traveled with computers, you know, and I was able to take it, set it all up in the little office center and work on a couple of podcast um, interviews we did. I was able to do the editing on both of them, which was great. Yeah. And then you were like, when is it time to go? And I was like, oh, we should pack up in 15 minutes. And you're like, oh my gosh, time went so fast. Well, it's because we were able to unwind. And then 
the kids, by the time that we got onto the next plane, they had their energy out a little bit. They'd been able to, you know, they were prank calling people from the business center. No, you were not. Yes, they were. No way. Oh my gosh, they totally were. Oh gosh. They're so hilarious. And so then we got on our plane um, and we boarded for Miami. And then uh, we landed in Miami at 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. I thought it was later than that when we landed. No, it was like 11.15. But because of jet lag, for us, it really felt like eight or nine. Right. Which, yeah. yeah, which wasn't so bad. But once we got the rental car, because we had to go get on the shuttle, get the rental car, and then go to the hotel and get checked in. By the time we got settled in, it was like 1.30 Florida time. Right. But for us, it felt like 11. Yeah, like nine, or like 10 or 11. And the kids were wired. They were so excited. Oh, and, who wouldn't be? My goodness. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> for the first leg of the trip in Miami, I, I only booked us one hotel room. So we had all five of us in. But it was a suite. So it was an embassy suite. But all five of us were in one room and in the front room on the uh, sofa bed and the um, rollaway bed were the three boys giggling and laughing and making all kinds of burping and fart noises until as you do yeah, on vacation until three o'clock in the morning oh gosh so the very next day we woke up kind of late because we're used to california time you know right so for us sleeping in till 10 or 11 yeah i think it was 9 30 feels i mean for us for us actually it's more like six o'clock in the morning right i got everybody up i'd showered and i got everybody up right around like 9 15 because breakfast was ending at 10 and so um i told everybody like it's time to get up get dressed we're gonna go have breakfast and then um embassy suites are great because they have you know buffet breakfast and so i remember the kids were going around to the buffet and i just said to you whatever they put on their plate just go with it because it's all included and so if one of the kids wants to eat 10 pieces of bacon let them eat it yeah and french toast and pancakes and syrup on everything yeah, yeah. actually it's pretty good the, the meal wasn't too bad it was very rushed it was very busy out there with all the people right. eating and everything and all that but uh it was a hot meal you know and they had cereal and they had you know other stuff too orange juice coffee um, they had an omelet station, which wasn't so great at this yeah. one because they didn't use the pans. They used the griddle. It was weird. Yeah. But, you know, it was a good breakfast and it got us a good start. And then the boys were so excited because on our first day in Miami, well, our first day in Florida was our only full day in Miami. We were taking them to the Gator Park. Now, this is down in the Everglades, which is the southern part of Florida, where it's a big swamp land, where the water kind of comes in and swamps everything up and makes it a big swamp, as you would Well, like think. a marsh. They said that it's the slowest moving river in the world because it's basically stagnant, but it comes from the Okeechobee, Lake Okeechobee, and then it funnels into the Everglades, which then funnel into the ocean from there. Right. And so, yeah, when it's, I mean, there's water, it's not always super deep, but it's really known for all of the different types of um, creatures that live in the Everglades that are unique to that area. Uh, One in particular is the alligator. Yeah. And so um, Ezekiel and I had gone down to this area before when we were in Miami. We um, did some research and I purchased tickets to a different place uh, to be able to take us on an airboat tour, right? Now, an airboat, if you don't know, it's actually, it's pretty funny is that it's, it's a big pl- big boat, like you would think, but it doesn't go very deep in the water. It sits very much like you can put this thing on like very shallow water, almost no water at all. And it can still operate, which is kind of weird. 
And there's no rudders that go into the water. Everything's above the water. The, the blades that actually push the boat are big, big fan propeller blades. And right behind the propeller blades are these actual rudders that actually move back and forth. That's how I was watching. Like, because nothing goes in the water at it's all. It's almost like a hovercraft. Exactly. It's exactly like a hovercraft. Yeah. Is, without the actual like balloon part at the bottom, it right. just sits on the water. It's probably the first generation of hovercraft was mm-hmm. these things, I would think. Yeah, and so these uh, airboats, the airboat tours are pretty popular down in the Everglades. And what they'll do is they'll take you out through the Everglades. And there's areas where you couldn't see that there was even very much water. You could see all of the like tall grasses, but then we're just like bl- driving over right everything. Over yeah, <laughs> we're driving over bushes. It seems like you're driving over all these weeds and stuff on a boat going really fast. And one of the guys asked the guy, the captain, he said, how do you guys not get lost out here? Because everything looks the same. It's all bushes and brush and stuff. And you're just cruising around different paths and stuff. It's almost like the jungle cruise, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's not, you know, and we only saw like two alligators, two alligators out there in mm-hmm. the wild. And when you look at them, you almost don't even recognize them because of all the brush and debris. Yeah, they almost look like a big rock. Right. Like, or some kind of like a log or something in the water. You, because they all camouflage very well. Mm-hmm. And they only, their eyeballs, like, pick out of, like, maybe their nostrils peak out of the water. Yeah. That's all you see. It's not like in the movies. I was imagining, like, them, like, jumping up and down, splashing, doing this whole, like, Jurassic World thing where they're jumping over, catching fish. Yeah. <laughs> all this stuff. We didn't see any of that stuff, really. No, I think before the, the Everglades tours became more regulated by the Everglades National Park, that you would see people doing the kind of like shock and awe kind of stuff. A lot of the the areas that are there on the Everglades National Park have been bought up by the actual National Parks Department. But I used to see videos where they would like put like a spear of meat out oh. over the water just so they could get Why an alligator. Why are we going on that true? That well, sounds more fun. Well, they're not – they don't do that anymore. Oh, and man. they used to let you hold the baby gators and things like that. But and take one home as a souvenir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, but I did see a baby gator and it was less than 10 inches long. And it was – I was crossing this bridge going back towards the front um, this was after I rescued you from your heat stroke, which we'll talk about in a minute. And what? I saw this little baby gator somebody else was pointing out. And it was so cute just swimming there. And I just wanted to hold it. But I knew that there had to be a mama nearby. Did it look like a lizard? <laughs> yeah, it w- but a little bit longer. It was so cute. I have photos. Now, speaking of Chris's heat exhaustion now. Uh, Chris's, you mean yours? Yes. It, <laughs> okay, the temperature said like 90, 90 degrees or something like that, right? With some humidity. I think, you know, I've had humidity before here. And 90 degrees out here in the summer is actually quite cool because this gets up to 100, 105 here in the summer, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, gosh, I can totally handle 90 degrees. No problem. Whatever. No, I can handle it. So what we had done right before that, though, is we went through this show where they had the gators and they were – like teaching you about the gators. And then we did photos with the gators, the baby gator, Scrappy and or Snappy. And we were walking back and I was like, hey, I'm walking back. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to go over here a little bit. And I was like, are you sure? Can you find your way back? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. You just took off in a different direction from me. No, what I did was I walked up the platform. <laughs> they had a platform. You look up and you can see above the marsh. You can look down and get a more better view. It's like a, you know, like a little, almost like a gazebo, but built up like a second, second story. Mm-hmm. So I go up there 
And I'm there checking things out, and I go back to where it says exit this way. So I follow the exit sign. What I did realize is that they have this built-up walkway, like plank, almost like a bridge, but above the water, because they obviously would be in the water. So you can like walk around the path, and you can see everything. Well, unfortunately, it does a Y. And it doesn't say left way goes back to the uh, main headquarters, and right way just goes around in a big circle. I went the wrong way. So I went around the big circle and I'm like, and I kept going, going around and around. And this time there's no drinking fountains or anything. I'm dying of heat exhaustion and it's so hot. And, and because of why? Because you didn't do it. I didn't hydrate. You didn't take a bottled water with you like I made all of the kids. I left it in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to be fine. And he's like, I'll be fine. And so then I get this panicked call or 911 text saying I just passed out, which you didn't. I just passed out. And I was I'm about dying. To pass out, and I'm dying. You. No, you said I passed out. I'm dying. Nine one one. Nine one one. Nine one one. And it all comes through. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And here I'm trying to wrangle all three kids and kind of get them hydrated. And then I said to Ezekiel, "Go take this water and go find Chris, please." And then Ezekiel comes out to find you, but it was so hot that he came back and he was like panting, and he wasn't even walking far, but it was. It was such an extreme kind of heat that our bodies were not used to that after being there, like as soon as I went and I finally found you, which I did find you and I had water for you, I got everybody in the car. I was like, we're leaving here now because air conditioning is on full blast. Get everybody Gatorades. I think what it was, was that I had bad headaches too, is that the uh, dehydration and the uh, humidity is so bad that it actually saps the water out of my brain and sucks it out of my pores and i'll sweat so bad <laughs> dehydration doesn't start with dehydrating your brain though dear and for me it does no. that's why i get headaches that's a proven fact that's why i get headaches <laughs> when it's when it's dehydrating it's really hot i get headaches because the i thank think, you dr chris I, well, th- I know it gets the water gets sucked out of my brain <laughs> and my head hurts so the gator park was really fun the heat and the humidity was unreal and so all of that is a cautionary tale to remember this when you get ready to vacation in Florida in the summer. Maybe don't choose the summer. Maybe choose the fall or the spring. It might be a little bit milder for or you. Or buy one of those like hydration water packs and start sucking that all day. You know, they do have these packs you can buy that are like pajamas that are like interwired cool like water that goes through you. I, yeah. I'm, you interwired know. pajamas? Like, 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 like They got like a wire in there, but it's not like a wire with electricity. It's a oh, wire. Oh, is it like a cooling suit? A cooling suit, yeah. It's full, oh. full of like a fluid of some sort, probably water <laughs> or whatever. And it goes through, keeps your body temperature cool. But I don't know how that would help you when you're sweating bullets all day long. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, one of those Camelback water sets would have been good for us to each have on our back so that we were hydrating the whole day. Or one of those fans that have the water misters in them. <laughs> yeah. Spray in your face all day. But after we left the Gator Park, we drove over to Little Havana. And now, we- Little Havana is, is like uh, – because Havana is another – it's on Cuba, which is a totally different country uh, than uh, United States. So, But Little Havana, isn't it like kind of like Old Town here in San Diego? I thought it was like that. It kind of looks like that a little bit, but it is where there's a higher concentration of the Cuban population and there's a lot of different Cuban-infused cultural components there and restaurants Ezekiel and Ezekiel and I wanted to take you all through Miami in a way that we'd gone through before doing things that we loved. And so we went back to this restaurant that I took Ezekiel to on our last trip to Miami. And it was just this little Cuban eatery. And it was great. There was music. And it was really an adorable setting. And we sat in this booth where half of it was designed like the back of an old fashioned 
car. Right. That, Very interesting. Yeah. It, almost like the uh, Corvette Diner, I think. Have, yeah, yeah. Totally. And it was super fun. And the food was great. And um, then we took the kids for some ice cream. And after that, we were zapped. We were so tired. Oh, everywhere you went that had air conditioning. This just goes for all Florida for the most part. People huddle to it like uh, everybody just like moths to a flame. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody crowds to the air conditioning wherever it is, just to get out of the heat. Even in the shade, a little bit. Everyone just crowds to the shade. It seemed like the sun was just unreal, which is crazy because we've been in Hawaii, we've been here, been to Cabo, been to Mexico. I haven't seen anything like this ever. Well, it was just really, really hot. And so after lunch, we went back to the hotel to relax for a little bit. And we took a nap for a couple of hours. You and I both had headaches at that point in time. Oh, misery city. I think, like I said, all the water gets sucked out of my brain. Gives me a headache. (laughs) We were drinking lots of water, lots of Gatorade. um, And then we rallied for dinner time. And we went down to an area in South Beach called Española Way. Now that like the, uh, what is it, like Fifth Avenue of the, uh, or the um, Las Vegas Boulevard of the... uh No, I mean, Española Way is just kind of like a famous place where there's a lot of outdoor eateries and things like that. But we did drive the kids down by the main street down in South Beach where they could see a bunch of the like clubs and things like that. Oh, yeah, the the Lamborghinis are parked on the free on the road. No, you know, like the kids are arguing over what car that was. Yeah, the kids were so funny. They were like, there's a club girl. There's a club girl. And I'm like, how do you even know what a club girl is? Like, stop. And they were like, we want to go there. We're 18. And I'm like, "Uh, you have to be 21. And no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to clubs. 12 year olds want to go to clubs. But there was this Italian restaurant Ezekiel and I had gone to before. It was called Hosteria Romana. And it was so fun. And we went there. And that was our like our one fancy dinner night on our vacation was there. And um, it was great. It was great food. We enjoyed it. I mean, I had great food. You didn't care for it because you decided to order a, a Hawaiian pizza. I don't know. I was so the thing is with my me not feeling well the whole entire day. I was so full from lunch still, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what sounds good here. I'm like, just give me a pizza. I'll just do Hawaiian. I'll just do like basic pizza. And it wasn't that great. Yeah. I think it was more about the restaurant choosing to punish you for deciding to order a Hawaiian pizza at like a bougie Italian restaurant versus it not being that great. And I think I said before, I wasn't feeling well. So I think when you're not feeling well, you don't feel like eating anything. It could be not what it was. I guess so. But again, this goes back to you being one of the most miserable travelers on the face of the planet. Admit it. Okay. You win. I do win. So at the end of that day, we uh, went back to the hotel and we got ready for um, we packed as much as we could up because the next morning we were getting ready to depart bright and early for Orlando. Straight to Disney World itself. Now, we weren't going to stop at the hotel first. We were going to load everything up and go straight to the hotel. I mean, straight to the Disney World parking lot and park the vehicle with all our stuff in the car mm-hmm. and then go straight into the park for our very first day because our uh, was it our, uh, what you called our tickets started that day? Yeah, I mean, we could have used them any day, but we only had f- well, we paid for five days in the park and then we only had five days there, so we definitely wanted to maximize it. And so, uh, we got on the road, I drove us up there. Uh, everybody was sleeping in the car. Man, I was tired, I had to keep like taking breaks because at this point, like jet lagged and dehydrated and you dealing with you <laughs> dealing with me yeah dealing with you what grumpus a, what, what an angel i was I oh my word and um you know getting wrangling all of the kids it was a lot but i got us up there and then once we got to magic kingdom on the first day it was like 
I, I was wide awake. I was so excited. Everybody's super excited to get to Disney World. Now, for those who may not know, Disney World, there it actually there is four major uh, parks to Disney World. There is the Magic Kingdom, the Epcot, the Hollywood Studios, and the Animal Kingdom. Those, right. are, those are the four main parks. And those are the four main parks we went to. And for those who do not know, because I know people in California do not know this, is that they are not close by to each other at yeah. all. They are literally miles apart. I had no clue how far apart they were. When when they asked on the online if you wanted to get hopper passes between the parks, I was thinking at first, like, I knew it wasn't as close as Disneyland and California Adventure where you can literally, like, walk across the courtyard to the other one. But I had no concept of how huge these parks are they're so, big and the play just so much land out there disney bought like he bought almost a whole state worth of land out there <laughs> in that whole florida area when they made the place but the first thing first we went to was called the magic kingdom now the magic kingdom is probably the closest to disneyland land right of the parks there so it's the one that we are most familiar with they have very similar rides and similar layout to a certain extent like Getting over to like the Splash Mountain area and having like the big Mark Twain boat in the center and the castles right in the middle where the other yeah, one is. Yeah. And then having Tomorrowland on one side. There was a couple of things that were laid out differently. Uh, but the thing is, is everything was so spread out there and the walkways were so wide. But the thing that blew me away first is I had no clue that when you go to Magic Kingdom and once you go through security, that you get to take either a, a monorail. Or a ferry boat to the entrance. And th- th- this is a trip, though. It's almost like it's on its own private island. Seriously, it is. It's like its own island to get to the front door of the theme park. Uh, I remember that from last time I went there uh, many, many years ago. We had to take a boat. Like, yeah, hey, I forgot we had to take a boat to. I thought maybe they fixed it or something, or maybe they put a parking lot or something, you know? Um, no, it totally blew me away where, like, here we get ready to go through, and I'm like, where's the entrance to the park? <laughs> And you're like, oh, babe, I totally forgot. Like, we got to go either on the ferry or the monorail. And so the monorail was closed the first time we got into the park. So we took this big ferry boat across this huge lake. And then you see, like, I was going to say Disneyland. You see Magic Kingdom in front of you. And then we all get through the gates. And it was just. I, I was almost crying. I think I was kind of crying. I think you were crying, On the actually. ferry boat. I was so excited because it's like a thing I've dreamt of since I was a little girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think Magic Kingdom is probably the most popular of all the parks they have there. I would think. You know, if it was gonna, my favorite. Well, your, I'm saying if you're going to do one there at the whole entire park, probably Magic Kingdom because it has the castles there, all the – like the stuff you're more familiar with. It has with, the Disney it. magic. Yeah. It felt what, yes. the most Disney. I would say that out of all the parks, like Magic Kingdom felt the most Disney-like – the animal park felt more like, or Animal Kingdom felt more like the San Diego Zoo. Oh, it did totally. Did, and yeah. Hollywood Studios felt it. It was like California Adventure, um, and then uh, Epcot was just so cool. Oh, yeah, but it's yeah. so different. It is. Yeah. So after we wrapped up that entire, we, we want to talk about. We did, we did have dinner that day or the next day. We had no, dinner. we had dinner the next day, but at Magic Kingdom. Uh, so we got in there at like one thirty, and we stayed there until park closing pretty much <laughs> right the last ferry to get back out of there so yeah <laughs> it was last boat leave of the dock we kept saying we were like okay we'll leave at like nine since we have a whole nother day here 
But we got to almost every single ride we wanted to go on in the first day, which, which was is crazy. Really that, that was so awesome. Using yeah. that whole ticket pass thing you're using and the whole well, – what they don't call it fast pass. They call it lightning li- lane. Lightning lane, yeah. yeah. And you scan these little wristbands and you get everything done on this app and you figure out where you want to be, what ride, what time you got to be there. So Christine was working the deal, working her magic at yeah. the Magic Kingdom. Well, so – and this is something that we wanted to share. So for families that have children with exceptional needs – Uh, Disney World does have a program for disability access, and we have a child that happens to have uh, some disabilities. And I knew this from taking him to Disneyland when he was younger, that there's a way that you can help navigate different amusement parks in an easier way to help kiddos that may have a bit more difficulty developmentally staying in a long line. And so Ezekiel and I had done the work to get the disability access services Um, to be able to minimize the chances of it being super difficult for him to be at a place where it could be so overwhelming. And so we were really careful about how we scheduled our day to help it flow smoothly, but it ended up working really well for all of us. And the kids were super happy and it was like, we'd get on a virtual wait for a ride. And while we were waiting for our time to come up, we'd take the kids to get a bite to eat or go on another shorter ride. And it made for a really great first day. So by the end of the day, we'd already walked like seven miles and the kids were exhausted. <laughs> they were. So by the best time we actually checked out of that first day, we had to go find the hotel, check into that, do the whole check-in process, park the car, unload the luggage. Unpack, bring, un- yeah. Find the room, unpack, get, get resettled in and to get all the kids in bed again. Just to wake up and do it all over again. Back over to the Magic Kingdom for day two. Right. But the difference with this one is I had booked us into a two into two separate rooms, two suites at another embassy suite with an adjoining door through the middle. And I'd done that work to be able to make sure that the kids could have their room. We could have our room, but they were connected together. That way, Chris and I could get a little bit of rest because – Go taking kids on a big trip like this is exhausting, and oh yeah, it is, and it's exhausting for kids too if they don't have space to be able to unwind. And so the room next door to us looked a little bit like a frat house by the second day. <laughs> really, yeah, the kids had their toys and stuff everywhere. Yeah, but I have to give a big shout out to the Embassy Suites in Lake Buena Vista because. It was really nice inside. They had a great pool area. They had a pool area bar. They had a restaurant on site. They made pizzas on site. They had ice cream on site. They had it decorated like Disney. Like there was a whole like R2-D2 right when you walk in the front and a, door. And a full-blown Mickey Mouse statue right. too. And so it really made it feel like the Disney experience. But we spent – for the two rooms combined – Less than we would have for one room, one standard room at a Disney hotel. No way. And those, yeah. Disney, by the way, those Disney hotels were amazing. You saw them on the ferry boat as you go over to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You can see there is one over there. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a replica of the San Diego Coronado Hotel Dell. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called, though. They copied it exactly. Same color and everything. But uh, the hotel we stayed at was fine. I loved it. The kids had a great time. Oh, yeah. They made friends because there was kids from other schools there and – um, they were playing out in the pool, but that wasn't the first night. We got settled the first night, and then the second day that we went into the park, we went back to Magic Kingdom, right, Chris? Right, because like I said, there is four parks there, and we bought five days' worth. So you have to do two one day twice, and we all kind of settled on, let's do the Magic Kingdom one twice, because that one seems like it has the more, most fun stuff. Right. It's It has like... 
it's probably has the most attractions probably mm-hmm. of all the parks in one thing. So you probably almost need two days for that park over mm-hmm. all of them. So we already rode most of them the day before. So this day we rode the things we didn't do and we just repeated some of the other ones. Yeah. And we had reservations for a very early dinner at a restaurant on Main Street, the Plaza Inn or the Plaza Restaurant, which is like the Plaza Inn at Disneyland. And it's nothing spectacular. It's just, you know, be able to have that Disney dining experience while we went in, our our uh, reservation was delayed a little bit because they were behind. So we finally got seated around like 4.15. And as we're sitting down and enjoying our dinner, we look outside and see an absolute downpour happening. And it was like perfect timing that we stayed out of the rain and we were inside. By the time we were done eating, the rain had passed and the thunder and lightning was gone. It was funny watching everybody run for cover. It was like <laughs> yeah. running like it's cats and dogs, running on rubber things and umbrellas coming out and those little like poncho slicker mm-hmm. things are coming out. People are running everywhere. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It does rain a lot out here. I didn't think about that, you know? Yeah. And so we had a great day. And one of the things that was a big thing for Ezekiel, and he did this on the first day and then on the second day is that he had wanted, since he was little, his dad had told him about the Country Bear Jamboree, which is something they used to have at Disneyland, but they still had it at Disney World. And so I was able to take him on the first day and on the second day. And I saw it too with the other kids too. Yeah. So we were able to go and see the Country Bear Jamboree. And um, that was really fun for him. And all of the kids had a really great time, I think, at Magic Kingdom, don't you? I think they had fun at all the parks because every single park, we'll get into more of this later, has a really exciting thrill ride there. They all have got their big like attraction. Now, what was the big attraction at Magic Kingdom? Do you remember? Um, they had a lot, but you know, like Space Mountain was one. Oh, Big Thunder Splash was there. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Um, oh, that mine else? train that make that new mine train we rode the um, Seven Dwarfs. Oh, Seven Dwarfs mine train ride. It's that was good. Like, it's very similar to. Big Thunder Mountain, but smaller. And it was interesting one about that ride is that the cars themselves actually like rock and yeah, on the on. They're like well, it was too pivot. much for me. I went on it and it gave me a little bit of whiplash, and I was like, okay, I can't do this. Oh, again. we loved it. We went on it twice. It was so <laughs> yeah. amazing. I love the slower rides like the Little Mermaid, Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise. We went on like uh, was it Pirates of the Caribbean like three, three times. times? Yeah, How to Mansion twice. A lot of the rides there, they're very similar to the ones at Disneyland, but they're a little different, you know? Yeah. And so um, we had a great time. And at the end of the second day, we just kind of bid our farewells to Magic Kingdom because we were on to the next park. Right, Chris? Now, the very next park, we had to get there at a certain time, actually early, because we had reservations. Now, the next park is for uh, the Hollywood Studios Park, which is like their... I mean, they got this all movie-related type stuff. So in the movie-related stuff, so now that Disney owns Star Wars franchise, they decided to build their Star Wars land at Hollywood Studios. And they got one here at Disneyland. But the one we went to is the one obviously there. Yeah. And And that was huge. Like, I thought maybe it would be like one ride in a couple of little shops. But when we walked into Star Wars land... And it kept going and going and going. I was blown away with the amount of work and detail that was put into oh, Star Wars Land. Oh, they had characters walking around. They had sets and props. And they had um, – Oh, the stormtroopers. Right. So we they were talk- walking through. They- Go ahead. And they talked to Ezekiel. Ezekiel's yeah. talking smack back to him. It's so funny. I got it on video, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. And so uh, we had a reservation. So going into this trip, we knew that we were going to buy a couple of souvenirs for the kids. And the big souvenir that we were getting for them 
is I made reservations for each of the boys to design their own custom droid at the droid depot in Star Wars land. And I also had made a reservation for you to make one. And when we got there, you were like, I don't want to make one for myself. Well, we knew we wanted to take a souvenir back for Jacob and Mason's little brother. So we had you make yours for their little brother. That's what exactly what I did. When you build these droids, first thing you do is you got to pay for it, of course. And then you get a little basket. You take the basket over to this conveyor section. And the conveyor section, all these little parts of all the droids are going by in this conveyor. They go around the back and they come right in front of you. It's almost like a little conveyor, like, uh, I don't like know. Like a conveyor belt, like an assembly line. Exactly. So you pick off the pieces that you need to build your droid. Now, each droid basically consists of like three pieces, four pieces. It's like the head piece the body piece, the legs, and the front leg. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. So they have different colors and different sizes, different types of droid you want to build. You got to put them together. So I had the uh, clerk there helping me out and helping the kids out, figure out what kind they want to build. It's funny, um, Mason, our youngest, he wanted to build the exact replica of R2-D2. Mm-hmm. So he did find all the right pieces he needed to build an exact R2-D2. So he did that. I built kind of a random one. Zeke built kind of a random one. Jacob built one too. So we finally go over to the second section where they have other workers helping you put the whole thing together. Yeah, and, and they have like a – it's kind of like a drill. It's like a long, skinny screwdriver thing. So you actually get to uh, screw things together and um, they – give you the option to purchase a personality chip for your droid. Oh, which we did, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like different noises, sounds that they make when they talk to you. And then once they activate them and program them, you get to like test them out a little bit. And oh gosh, the kids loved that. And you know what's so funny is they wanted, before the trip, they were begging to go do the build your own lightsabers. But I really thought that they would love these droids the most. And those things occupied them for hours and I think better than the lightsabers because lightsabers are so physical and the droids they would just have their droids start fighting each other and then they bought these attachments for like little oh, there's rocket accessory, launchers yeah, yeah. accessories you can buy because um, you can attach these things to the side of the droid like lasers that light up or whatever different like accessories a whole bunch of them you can do I mean Disney they know what they're doing when it comes to like accessories and marketing mm-hmm. and stuff like that so but the kids did build lightsabers but they didn't build the ones they originally wanted to these were more of like the plastic ones yeah they were like $30 versus $200 and so I thought right. that was a really good decision for them oh yeah they had a good time building those two and once again mason had to build something exactly like in the movie (laughs) so he built the double-bladed darth maul lightsaber he built that thing which is funny the double-bladed lightsaber they have in that shop is basically two lightsabers just stuck together right with like a centerpiece so you actually get two for the price of one but it is more money but it's not quite the same price if you bought two so he did that he had a fun time doing that and then we got to ride both of the Star Wars rides at the Star Wars land. And they were amazing. Yeah. So we made the pre-reservation through the disability access services. We could book two rides in advance. And we were able to book a reservation for the Millennium Falcon. But then we were also able to get on the virtual waiting list for Rise of the Resistance. And so that, I mean, they were both so well done. Rise of the Resistance was pretty amazing because it wasn't just a ride. It was like a it's show. like a whole attraction. It's yeah. A sh- you're, you're going through the show. You're part of the show. You got people talking to you, directing you different ways. You got characters doing th- things in front of you and you're, you're like, you're in a cage one moment. You're getting blasted out of another moment. You got lightsabers going through walls. You got uh, special effects. Then you get to sit down on this ride. The ride's moving all around this room. You got lasers flying around. You got yeah. things happening. You got different characters doing things. It and- was really awesome. Oh, 
Oh, and and this is from a, a woman's perspective who's not so into all of the Star Warsy kind of stuff. How dare you? It was. Oh, no. I mean, I've I've watched a number of the movies, not all of them, but. I was really blown away by how well done it was. And it was, like I said, not just a ride. It was like a whole attraction and experience. And I, I can see why people wait hours yeah, to ride this thing. 100%. Uh, or waited, you know, for months to get the first, when they first opened the place, mm-hmm. to get like a wristband to be the, one of the first ones to ride it or something crazy, like how crazy it was. And the Millennium Falcon ride, which I thought it wasn't as great as the other one, but it, I thought it was still good too because you six people get to go in this little cockpit thing and two get to drive it, two get to shoot guns, and two get to navigate. Right. It's like a big video game. And so we had fun. We had another lady join us as one of the engineers with me, but Jacob and Ezekiel got to be the pilots and then – uh, you and Mason, you were the shooters, right? Right. We, I just, I'm just pushing buttons. Or the gunners, yeah. Yeah, the, the lights light up on the side of the panel, and you're supposed to make it simple. They just tell you, push the button that's lit up. So I'm like constantly just pushing it back and forth. Right. Push your button, push your button. I'm pushing my button. He's pushing his button. We're flying around with Jacob and uh, Ezekiel are flying something. It was so much fun. But it was so hot in the park that day, and Hollywood Studios does not have a lot of shade at all. No, it does not. It's a very open. It's very street-like. Like, and uh, it's a lot of concrete and yes. especially in star wars land a, a lot of concrete walls so that just like keeps the heat in there and so we got to this point in the day where it was just so hot and we were dripping and mason was like done and so you and i and mason went to go sit in the car and, and wait we, for the other kids and we gave ezekiel and jacob a little bit of independence for about an hour to go get on whatever rides they could and to buy their last souvenirs and then meet us in the car. But before we left, I've got to tell you, one of the coolest rides at Hollywood Studios was that um, indoor roller coaster with Aerosmith. The rock, oh, the rock and roller coaster. The rock and roller coaster. It was funny. All of these rides, whether it's a Star Wars ride or this one or any of them, I go into this whole thing totally blind because I don't know what to expect. Yeah, right? me either. So we go to this rock and roll roller coaster thing and I don't know what it was. You know, I didn't know if it was a virtual reality thing or a Star Wars kind of thing. So we go in there and it's an actual real roller coaster with a head strap that goes down and it locks you in. So I'm like, oh, it's interesting. I don't know what to expect. And it just shoots you out into the dark full throttle and then yeah. you go through like a loop and then through another loop and you're like going upside down and do these crazy things in and the it's dark all indoors in the dark yeah with flashing lights and music and all those kinds of stuff and it was funny we're all done mason tells me he's the youngest he's only uh, 10 he says that was my very first upside down roller coaster and he, he <laughs> said i want to do it again <laughs> he loved it it was great it was fun and so we had lunch we went to toys land and uh toy story land we rode on some of the toy story rides and what was really cool is we went on the um, oh what's it called the little um, the game the Toy Story shootout game. It's like Toy Story Mania or something. yeah Toy Story Mania, and we had just finished it, and it was we were like two carts away from exiting the ride, and the whole ride shuts down, and so we were kind of stuck there. But you know they had to bring like they really shut it down, and they got everybody out of their little seats. But because of that. That meant that we all got an automatic fast pass for a select number of different rides, which meant that when we decided to leave the park, Ezekiel and Jacob could go on another ride of their choice um, and just basically walk right onto the lightning lane. And so they chose to go back to the I Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah, Millennium Falcon ride. And so 
um, I kept a map and I was marking off the rides on in each of the parks to try and make sure that we got through as many of them as possible. And so when I would see that there was one we hadn't gone on, I'd say, oh, did you guys want to go on this ride? And then we'd decide whether or not we wanted to go on that ride. And that helped keep us on track of trying to get every single ride done at every single park. <laughs> right. We basically rode all the big ones for the yeah. most part. So at the end of the day, when we left, finally left at Disney's Hollywood Studios, it did start raining again. It was crazy lighting, crazy rain. And the kids wanted to use the pool back at the hotel. But the, yeah. but the hotel closed the pool. Like we literally were walking out the gate and the kids were just about to jump into the pool. And they said there was lightning four miles away and they had to close down the pool. So then we were like – Back from the parks, we were in the room already, everybody in their bathing suits, and then we had to keep the kids occupied for the rest of the evening. And so we just decided to have the hotel make us pizzas, and we ate pizza downstairs and had ice cream. And then the boys went upstairs and they had droid battles for the rest of the evening. Oh, they played all their toys from Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> they had a great time, though. That was on Wednesday. So at the end of Wednesday, Wednesday we finally got the kids to bed, and everybody goes to sleep. Thursday was a new day at a new park. Yeah. And I was really excited for this park because I'd always seen the pictures of Epcot since I was little. And my parents had gone when I was younger and they said it was really cool. You'd talked it up to me, Chris, but I really had no idea of what to expect. I just knew that the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride was going to be at Epcot and that it was really hard to get on. And so First thing in the morning, I was supposed to log in at seven to try and get us on the virtual wait list, but I forgot and I got into the shower. By the time I got out of the shower at 7.15, all of the slots for the morning no. were already booked up. So I was like, okay, I had one more chance at one o'clock once we got into the park to try and make it. So we got ready, we went into the park, and we started our day. And out of all of the parks, you would think that there wasn't as much to do as Epcot at Epcot, but I think we only got through half the stuff, and we walked almost 11 miles that day. You know, I did do some research. I did watch like a documentary about Disney World, and I do believe – I think Epcot is the largest of all the parks they have there. Yeah? Uh, you wouldn't think about it, but it actually, I guess it is. So we do walk around the entire place. It's quite a bit of walking. And um, Well, because they have that huge lake in the center. So it's not like you can walk straight through the middle of anything. Well, you got to walk around the whole right. thing and all that stuff. But well, Christine was mentioning the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? It's another ride. I had no idea what it was. So we finally get on the thing yeah. and we ride it. It's another thing, just like the Star Wars thing where it's a big show and there's an experience in different rooms you go to and different things happening. Uh, it's it's quite amazing. Right. So we were in Epcot. We were having a great morning and went to a lot of different rides. And the thing about Epcot is there were so many different places that were indoors that it didn't feel like we were walking as much because we were indoors and cool. Oh, and so, thank God for air conditioning. Yeah. So um, right before one o'clock, we were getting ready to go walk to another ride. And I just asked everybody to just pause and drink their Gatorade while well, I tried to get us on the virtual wait for Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I was on the app right when it turned to one o'clock and I got us in. So right at one o'clock, I got us on the virtual queue and it said that our time for Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be at 6.45. It was that long of a wait. Oh, well, it was well worth it because, like I said, I didn't know what this ride even was. I, I, for some reason, I just thought it would be another Star Tours kind of ride. Right. Or, or like a uh, Millennium Falcon kind of ride where you're like in a room and it's like a big screen in front of you. You're moving around in front of the screen or something. Okay. Or something like that. I had no idea what, what to expect. I loved it. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. I was laughing and it was like – not because it was funny but because it was like – 
it was the smoothest roller coaster I've ever been on. And that's I didn't, the thing. It's a roller coaster. Right. And I didn't feel like it was jerky at all, but it was like going side to side and kind of swirling you down. But it didn't feel like I was getting whiplash like a traditional roller coaster. It was just so fun. It's like you're flying, really. Totally. Now, if you don't know, the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster is based after the Guardians of the Galaxy movies with the movie franchise and the uh, characters and all that stuff. Now, the whole theme of the ride is that you're going through space and you're flying through these wormhole things. So it's kind of like Space Mountain in a way where there's lights like Space Mountain, like you're in the dark in a roller coaster like Space Mountain. But it's got loud music, flashing lights, very smooth, like Christine says. And the kicker, I think, was the fact that this train car, a uh, roller coaster car, for whatever reason, they decide to program it to where it can, the actual cars themselves can move in 360 degrees and, on the track. And forward and backwards. Oh, right. It took us, yeah, it shot us off backwards. So, well, actually, it's forward for the car, but backwards for us because its chairs itself rotate in 365. Right. So you're facing one way and then it's faces another way and then you face towards this, this thing or that thing you're flying and i heard also it's one of the longest indoor roller coasters in the world that's so cool but we had a blast at epcot and we did a lot of different rides so again we hit all of the major rides that were in the park i don't know if we got to every single thing there was one thing that i didn't get to do and it was the beauty and the beast sing-along which i also didn't get to do the frozen forever after sing-along so i'm gonna have to go back just to do sing-alongs but we were able to go on the Ratatouille ride, which is really... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really fun. And when Ezekiel and I went to Paris a couple of years ago, we wanted to go to Paris Disney to the Ratatouille restaurant. And we couldn't because we just couldn't get reservations. And so it was really fun to be able to go to the Ratatouille ride in the... In uh, Paris, actually. Right, in the Paris land in Epcot. And then we were also able to go on the Frozen ride, which is funny because... The kids didn't want to go on it. Well, Jacob didn't want to go on it. And Mason was like, I don't want to go on it. And then we got them to go on it because it was the last ride at Epcot. And I'd done everything everybody else had wanted to go on. Everybody ended up really loving that ride. It's funny. That ride, if I remember correctly, was an actual rebrand of another ride they had there in the same spot. Uh, it was in the Norway land of the Epcot Center uh, in the world pavilion area they have there and basically it's a boat ride it's like pirates of the caribbean but it actually goes down a couple waterfalls backwards and forwards which is pretty cool yeah okay but we've missed one really big part of the day when we were at epcot so when we finished so we we let's rewind a little bit before we got to guardians of the galaxy we spent our whole morning going on other rides soaring over the world nemo and friends we went on a bunch of different types of rides um, and then we went to um, we were going on this test track ride and the spaceship, the spaceship Earth and the mission space. The test track was really fun because it's like you design your own race car and then you test out the speed. And the kids were funny because Jacob and Mason or Jacob and Ezekiel were on one team and Mason was on another team with us. And so we were seeing whose car was going to win. And each car won some of the different races. But after that, we went to – we made a reservation for a character dinner 
at the Garden Grill, and it was one that Ezekiel had been really looking forward to because it had his favorite characters, Chip and Dale. Now, this Garden Grill, it's a restaurant, and the cool thing was was that I saw the menu, and it showed things on the menu, and it showed one price. I was like, that's weird. Why is there only one price for everything? It's kind of odd. Well, it turns out it's all-you-can-eat style. It's like home-style. You know, they bring all the food to you as much as you want. You want more uh, mashed potatoes? We'll bring you more of that. We're bringing meat, whatever you want. They just keep bringing it to you. That's why the prices are kind of expensive for each person, but it's a bu- it's not a buffet, but it's a um, home style. Family oh, style, yeah. Yeah, family style, as much as you want to eat, unlimited. Now, the restaurant itself is sat on this carousel that slowly turned all the way around and faced this other ride we went on um, all the way around the backside. Yeah, but really very neat. slow rotation. Oh, yeah, very slow. I mean, it was so slow that you, that, I mean, I mean, you, it's slow enough that you actually notice that you're in a different place, <laughs> yeah. but not fast enough to where you're like, oh, I'm getting sick here or something. Right. Know? And then the other fantastic thing about this is that the characters come to you. So everybody sits in their own booth, like every family sits in their own booth. And so it's like, you're sitting facing out on this circle and the characters come around to each table. And so uh, we got to have dedicated time with each of the characters, which because of COVID, the characters aren't really giving autographs out in the park. They kind of stay from a distance so that they're not mobbed by all of the kids. But here we got to have like Chip and Dale came to separately came to the table and the kids got to talk with them. Mickey Mouse came right up to the table and oh gosh, it was so cute. And Mason was so excited. And they got to get their autographs and, and then pictures and selfies and, and then, hugs. And then Chris got to talk to Mickey Mouse like Mickey Mouse. Oh boy. Gee, thanks for coming by my park today. It was great. <laughs> and the when the manager was there and he's like, Oh my gosh, that's actually one of the best that we've heard in terms of He said that? For yeah, real? he did. I only caught like a snippet of it on the video, but Uh, The kids loved it and they were really excited to have that character experience. And, you know, like I was saying, Chris and I, we budgeted out like two nice meals while we were on vacation. And then the rest of our meals were like we tried to do less expensive types of options, like something small or like something quick or like we did pizza at the hotel or we would get breakfast that's included at the hotel before we left. But we splurged on that dinner in um, Española Way in Miami and then on the character dinner and uh, the kids loved it. And so right after dinner, after everybody was stuffed, we went on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And after we finished the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Because it's indoors. Yeah. So after we finished the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, we come walking out. And then what did you say? I'm like, why is everybody blocking the doorway to get out of here? Like everyone's huddled around the doorway. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. I'm like, come on, excuse me. We need to try to get through. As I look out the door, I just see the biggest rainstorm I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. I mean, this is like Noah's Ark kind of rain. It's crazy, (laughs) crazy rain. Nobody's outside. Everyone's huddling inside bathrooms or wherever they can find a shade. Everyone's like, it's weird because it was bright and sunny before we went on the ride. Yeah. But so the funny thing is, Chris was behind Ezekiel. So it was me and then Ezekiel and the boys. And then Chris was in the back and he saw the rain first, but I was in the front of the line. And so I'm like walking through and I was thinking, okay, one thing that I know about Disney in the rain is that people will, they'll get out of line for the rides and they'll go and try and wait out the rainstorm, which means it's the best possible time to go and get on the rides when it's pouring rain. So you guys take off. Not not us guys. I took off. And then Ezekiel, I walked out there and no poncho or anything. 
And uh, then Ezekiel ran out after me and then Jacob and Mason. And then you come out and you're like, this is crazy. I am not sitting in this. So I went to the first bathroom I found. I know. He's like, I've got to go to the bathroom right now. Well, I did go to the bathroom. You know, drain. And then he hit out. You hit out for like 15 minutes. In the meantime, I have all three kids. Yeah. In the pouring rain. Right. Who have now found a little play area and have decided, I didn't tell you about this part, decided to wrestle each other in the puddles. So no. they were, yes, they were on the turf wrestling each other. They got on the slides and were sliding down. They had slides there? Oh, yeah. They had I didn't slides. See that. No. They had swings. They had teeter totters. And the kids were waiting. And then we're like waiting for you as we're getting dressed. Well, I couldn't see. So I go outside in the rain. I'm looking left or right. I'm like, I didn't know which direction you guys went. So, so I'm, like, I'm like, where are you? I'm so trying he to just stayed inside. So I grabbed my phone, which is soaking wet because I'm drenched. Everything. I'm wearing is completely like I'm wringing my shirt out of water, like water out of it. It's, While you're in protected space out right. of the rain. So I'm trying to get my phone to work because when you get too much water on, it wasn't working right. And I'm trying try to call you like, where are you guys? Which direction do you guys go? And so I made you come out in the rain and then we kept walking and it was like beyond ankle deep in some areas. And the kids right, it flooded in some areas. <laughs> it did. And the kids were dying laughing and splashing each other and you know what i think that's one of my favorite memories because they got to see me just be like whatever let's play in the rain and mason was like trying to tiptoe around some of the water and jake was like what are you doing you're already wet <laughs> yeah and your so- shoes are soaked like everything was so wet uh and i saw other people doing the same thing too trying to tiptoe around the big puddles but- and then it's like just walk through it and so we ran through it and we got to – because I thought that the park was closing within like an hour. And I was like, we have three more rides to get to. We're going to do them all. So we got to Ratatouille where we're completely soaked and we walked right I, on. I felt bad getting into that ride, being completely drenched, like leaving the seat completely wet. I didn't care. I know you didn't care. I felt bad because I'm like, I'm sitting, we're sitting down on this thing. Everyone else can sit down behind me and it's completely soaking wet. Yeah. All the water. You see our water trail of our water from our feet. <laughs> like as you walk into the indoor part, it's water everywhere. But, but by the time we got out of Ratatouille, the rain had completely stopped. Right. And, yeah. And the flooding had gone away. And so we started walking around. We were completely drenched. And by this time, we'd finally made our way to the back of the park where all the countries were. And so the kids decided that they were hungry again. So we had to conveniently find tacos and margaritas. Right. At the, was it the Mexico land we were at? Yeah, Mexico It had land. to have been, yeah. right? I mean, every land has got like their own exhibit. And each exhibit has got uh, sample food items from that land. I think they had um, – one of them, okay, I think Germany, they had like bratwurst or something in Germany or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then they had a lot of, like in Belgium, they had Belgian waffles. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. And then they had in the, the America land, they had a beer garden. Like they had like um, ales and wines and things like that and a wine bar. And then, um, yeah, lots of different foods and some didn't smell as great, but um, we got the kids some tacos and we got ourselves some margaritas and then we trudged on to Norway where we went on the frozen ride, right? Absolutely. So it was a water ride just like um, just like Pirates of the Caribbean. But one thing I want to mention at Epcot, one of the biggest things you see when you go to Epcot is their iconic golf – I call it the golf ball, but it's actually Spaceship Earth is what the ride they call it. What do you think of that ride, by the way? I thought it was cool. It was like you know this like walkthrough technology. It was not at all what I anticipated. It reminds me of this like 1970s diorama, like mannequins and things like well, that. Well, it was probably built around that same time. I know, but they haven't really modernized it, which is really funny because you would think with it taking up that much real estate that they'd like do something inside to like – 
revolutionize it. I could see them totally transforming that into the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, but wouldn't quite work. Right. But what it is, it's it's you thought it was like uh, Space Mountain or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> but a it roller coaster. It was like slow moving. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's slow like, moving like car ride. You're sitting in this little chart cart thing and you're driving, you're flying, go flying. You're cruising around the different room to room and seeing these different animatronic things about different stuff. So it was, I like, I think it's kind of interesting because there's no windows, no doors and the thing. It's a completely, right. cir- completely uh, circle sphere. And I think it's pretty cool. So we wrote that only one time. You know. Right, but it was plenty. I mean, the kid Mason's like, I don't ever want to go on that again. Oh, were you it like dumb. it at all? <laughs> no, he, he thought it was dumb. But um, we had a great time at Epcot, and I would love to go back um, and be able to not just do the rides, but go hungry and visit all of the different lands. I think that would be really fun. Right, you know, I always thought it was kind of funny if you can take a selfie in front of one of their iconic landmarks and say, "Look, I traveled to uh, China today. <laughs> I China traveled." To- Japan, Norway today. And you, honestly, I mean, some of the uh, iconic like little landmarks, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, really. the architecture was really something. Oh, spot really, on. Yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, we totally said that on cue too. Uh, how we do that. I don't yeah. Know. And so, okay, that was um, our Epcot day. And then our final day before we started the trek home was at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, this one is actually, like you said, closest to the San Diego Zoo. This one also had the most shade of all the other parks, too. It had so much lush jungle trees, forests of anywhere I've seen in my entire life. It was like being in another world. But less air conditioning than anything else. So Epcot had more AC, uh, not as much shade, but the... Animal Park had a lot of shade, not a lot of AC. So it was still very hot and very humid. Um, But it was a really fun adventure. Mason was really excited to go to the Animal Kingdom because he wanted to see monkeys. And he did get to see monkeys. These are little tiny baby monkeys. We saw bigger ones later, but we first came across a cage. They had these tiny monkeys. They were not much bigger than a cat, but they were like climbing like the fence in front of us. <laughs> Mason gets his phone. He's taking pictures and selfies and everything with little monkeys. And so cute. It, one thing that I remember they had at the Animal Kingdom, they don't have at the other parks because each park has like their big thrilling you know thing they got to mm-hmm. do there. So at the Animal Park, they they have an entire like avatar Pandora like yeah. um, world. So they try to mimic uh, the Pandora from the movie Avatar with this big giant set piece. It's like floating mountains, but they're not really floating. They're kind of like held up by like stuff, I guess. But, but it, lo- it looked really remarkable. It they was were really amazing. Cool. Mason keeps asking me like, how are they floating like that? It's not really – see that part there is touching the ground? Okay, that's how they're doing it. Yeah. But they're not really flo- – they look like they're floating, but they're not. It, it was great. really incredible. And they had two rides for Avatar. Um, The first one was just this like – it was almost like a Jungle Cruise Avatar version, like going yeah, through. Like it was Pirates like, of Caribbean-ish, yeah, kind of like that. It was like the Navi River um, ride. And then the second one was the actual um, – what did they call it? It was Avatar It was something. the uh, Flight of the Banshees. Yeah. So basically, like, this is another ride. I had no idea what to expect. Like, I didn't know if it was a roller coaster or what it was. So we go inside this room. Everybody kind of gets matched up to your own Banshee. This whole theatrical thing will make you do this thing. And they go into this other part where you got to wait in line. And they kind of explain when you go into the ride part, you're going to straddle this, like, chair. They call it a chair. But it reminded me of, like, one of those uh, – 
Dave and Buster's like video games. Like the motorcycle simulator thing. Right, like a motorcycle arcade game thing. And you had to put goggles on, like 3D goggles on. They, yeah, they were 3D glasses. They don't tell you that. They call them, quote unquote, avatar goggles or something. <laughs> so you got to wear these goggles and you're sitting on this like um, like this chair thing. You're sitting, everyone's sitting. I'm sitting next to Christine. Like 10 of us are sitting in a row, like lined up, like literally right next to like each other. Like straddling this almost motorcycle looking thing. Like side by side. And in front of us is just a wall of nothing. We're like... What is this? Why I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea. So I'm thinking, this is a roller coaster. This is kind of weird setup for a roller coaster. And then we get our our legs in place over, like straddling each of these little motorcyclish types of things. And then this backrest comes up behind and kind of, I wouldn't say locks you in there, but it like kind of supports you from the back. So you're stuck in there, not in a bad way, but it was just like a different experience. And then it started like pulsing and, and vibrating. vibrating and making like different sensations on your back and then you start to see this cool thing on the little screen of this motorcycle type of thing and then out of nowhere the wall in front of you opens up and you're well, it goes dark yeah you know, it goes dark so you don't really see that you see like lights and laser flashes and star stuff and, and then, then the door whatever it was in front of us goes away and then you're in this immersive 3d experience and this thing that you're on is moving so that you get this sensation of flying through the air goodness there were some times where i was like oh i'm getting a little motion sick so basically what it is because you look to the left i i did everybody is standing in front of everybody's riding one of these things the whole thing is that you're all positioned right in front of a massive movie theater screen we're talking the movie theater screen is probably the size of like a 10-story building or something it's very massive so everybody is sitting directly in front of the screen so everybody's watching the same movie it is not a 10-story screen it was pretty big it I, was like two-story max it was huge no it wasn't that big anyways <laughs> so everybody's watching a 3d movie while you're on this simulator thing so it's essentially it's very similar to the flying over the world or soaring over the world or soaring yeah. over whatever it was it's kind of like except you have the 3d goggles on so it feels like it's right there it's kind of like a VR. Well, it's total VR, like a virtual reality type of immersive experience. It was really cool. Yeah, it would be even crazier if it really was VR. Everybody yeah. was wearing like a full-on goggle set. My yeah. gosh, it would be nuts. But it was a really awesome ride. And then there were some other really cool rides. There was one that you'd been really looking forward to that we were able to get you on. Are you talking about the Mount Everest ride? Yeah. Yeah, they have. See, they don't have a Matterhorn like they have at Disneyland. They've got something called the Expedition Everest. So it's based on the Mount Everest, you know, mountain. It's it's very similar to the Matterhorn. You're like in a roller coaster style thing, but it goes backwards in one part of the ride, which is kind of cool. So it's it's very, I loved it. Yeah, you had really been looking forward to it. And then um, we went on a couple of other things. But Mason, other than looking forward to the monkeys, he really had all be- all day long been wanting to go to Dino Land. And I didn't know why. I don't know what it was either, yeah. But he really had wanted to go. So we took him and we let the big boys go ride on Expedition Everest and meet us there. And first thing we get to when we get to Dino Land is this, it's like a, it almost looks like a a parking lot that they've created with carnival games. And it's funny because Ezekiel had asked me, like, do they have carnival games? Because at California Adventure down in Toy Story Land, there's all the carnival games. Well, we got to Dino Land and there was carnival games. And so while we had Mason by himself, we gave him a little bit of money to play some games while we were waiting for the big boys to come. And he started winning these um, stuffed animal prizes. And then when the big boys came, they got some money too, and Mason got some more, and they all started winning these 
Minnie Mouse's, Mickey Mouse's, How dinosaurs. How many prizes did Mason come home with? <laughs> he came home with eight total. Six no that he, way. Six that he won by himself. One that Ezekiel won for him. And then one, I don't know how he got the last one. But yeah, he came home with eight stuffed animals. And he was so excited. And then after we went on that ride, or, nope. or after we went to the carnival games, we went to the dinosaur ride altogether. And that's another ride I did not know what to expect. Like, we go, all these rides, we don't, because we're from California here, we don't go to Epcot or go to Disney World very often. So we have no idea what these things right. are. So we get to the dinosaur ride. It's another indoor ride. You go inside, you're indoors, you're waiting in the queue to get on the ride, and you're like looking like, that little car that everyone's going to keep coming in and out of, it looks like, like the Indiana Jones ride. It looks exactly like the Indiana Jones ride, but it was like a time machine or something. So it's the same exact ride concept as the Indiana Jones ride they have here in California, which if you've never been on either of them, basically you're in a motorized car or truck of some like sort. Like a Jeep. Like a Jeep or some sort. And the ride, the tires stay planted on the ground, but the actual like body part that you're sitting in elevates and is on hydraulic movements right. so it hydraulically moves you around in these, these throwing motions while you're kind of going through the dark and you're seeing different dinosaurs and different things and like you're going back in time and it was a very thrilling ride mason absolutely loved it yeah i think everybody loved it and that was our last ride of the trip before we headed out and then we stopped and we all got some last minute souvenirs because we knew that the next day we were going to need to leave bright and early to get back to Miami because we were flying back out of Miami to get home. But I would say all in all, at the end of the trip, every one of the kids got to do everything that they were hoping to well, do. Yeah, we all did, which is great. I, I, I could think Except of- for me. I wanted my sing-alongs. But, you know, but when you're the only can't girl. Can't you do that on Disney Plus or whatever they have? Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't give you a hard time. No, I didn't get to do princess stuff. But you know what? It's more about the kids and, you know, living vicariously through them. And it was a once in a lifetime trip for all of us. And, you know, I think that we forgot to say at the very beginning of this, this whole Disney adventure came about. And I know we talked about this in previous episodes because we had a little bit of a debacle with the vaccinations and getting vaccinated before the cruise. Um we still ended up getting COVID on this trip. And, you know, had we been vaccinated or had our two littles been vaccinated, maybe we wouldn't have, but we don't know. But bottom line is we were able to get home safely. Nobody got sick until the next day after we got home. Mason started to get sick. And then Jacob had a little cough and they started with the sickness first. Thankfully, it was mild. And thankfully, everybody was in good shape and we got home uh, quickly from Miami a lot quicker than on the way over. Well, that's what happens. You fly from East Coast to West Coast. I was telling Jacob that the even though it's the same amount of time in the air flying, it feels quicker because you land in like, because you lose, you gain three hours of time. But we also didn't have a four-hour layover. We only had a one-hour layover. Oh, that helps out too. Yeah, difference. that makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. So I would, you know, in review, Chris, do you feel like it was a successful trip? I absolutely loved it. I would do it all over again, hands down. What did you think about my vacation planning coordination? I love it because I was telling you while we're on the trip, you, I thank God you do your planning, your vacation, <laughs> uh, you know, all your itinerary. Because me, it's like, okay, uh, day one, we'll just wing it. Day two, we'll just wing it. Day three, wing, oh, we got to catch an airplane this day. That's about it. But other than that, was we'll wing it. You know, that's how I do my vacation. That's why I'm horrible at planning vacations. Well, you know, if you would just have a better attitude, I would take you more places with me. But Wait what, a second. But what I, yeah, mm, I don't know about that. But I was telling you that I think that after this trip, I need a little solo vacay to recover. I was not anticipating getting sick to recover, 
But, you know, I would say that after this last week of having to rest that I feel like my body has definitely gotten back to where it needs to be to be able to hit the ground running for another fabulous school year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think I said the kids had a fabulous Fabulous vacation. They were talking about nonstop. And I asked Jacob, I said, what should we like better? Uh, Disney World or Disney uh, Land? Oh, Disney World, all hands down. <laughs> well, of course, they just went there. But. And then they were like telling me about, oh, when we come back. And I was like, uh, you can come back and bring your own kids. Wait, they want to come, <laughs> come back? Oh, gosh, they want to go back. They're like, yeah, we want to go back again. So I told them like, you're going to have to wait and you're going to have to pay for it yourself because <laughs> that was half, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, my goodness, Disney dollars are not cheap, you, you know? know, inflation. Well, you know, we've done two road trips over the last two years. This time we did a big travel. Uh, next year, Ezekiel is graduating. And so I typically do take him on a trip. It might be just a me and him, me and him and one other. It might not be a whole big family travel trip, but I know we will take a family trip somewhere next year. Who knows? Maybe we'll drive up. My parents have a new cabin up at the lake. And so maybe we'll go stay with them. There you go. Yeah. And go boating and fishing and do all that fun stuff. The kids loved that. Who knows? We've got a lot of a lot of adventures well, coming. One whole year to figure out where yeah. we're going to Absolutely. And so any last words you want to give, Chris? Well, I want to say thank you once again for listening and to uh, joining with us. And if you want to actually see everything that we were just talked about on this episode, I put an entire YouTube video together of everything we talked about for our entire trip. It is on the Chris and Christine show. You look it up on YouTube. But don't worry, I'll put a link to it into the show notes today. And what is our website? It is chrisandchristineshow.com. And on that website, you can also find links to Podtastic Audio, which is Chris's podcast. You can find links to K2 Radio and to Christine Smith Designs. We've got a whole corporation going on here. We are just <laughs> entrepreneurs, aren't we? That is it. And it's fantastic. Well, once again, thanks again so much for listening. And we will see you guys next, next week. week.